you've been invited to this message this tonight. I was going to say this morning. You've officially been invited and uh, we're going to have a party of a time. Uh, it's going to be a great time. But the invitation is all about going deeper with God. Uh, I want to ask you tonight, who wants a deeper relationship with God? A deeper relationship, a, a closer relationship. I don't know if there would be a Christian on the face of the planet a real one, uh, a Christian who doesn't want to go deeper with God. We all desire more of God. Uh, if we're a Christ follower here, He is our Lord, He is our Saviour. So we desire more of who God is. And we're talking a little bit more on that if you're, uh, it's your first time here tonight. And um, I want to set up this message uh, by looking at um, some history, some geography, uh, which would be great, funnily enough. Oh, it's not really history. I mean, it is history, but it's a story. There we go. It's a story. Um, with also history and geography in it. All right, let me just get to it. That's a good idea. Uh, there is um, a land known as South Australia. Now, uh, funnily enough, it's in the southern part of Australia. Um, whoa, that's crazy. Uh, in South Australia, uh, it's a place called Mount Gambia. Uh, who's been to Mount Gambia? Has anyone been there? Monica at the back's like, yeah. Um, so good. So Mount Gambia, like, Epic Hills, just picture Mulaney. Who's been to Mulaney here? Yeah, that's right. The, uh, the what do you call it? The, I was going to say the bougie part of Sunshine Coast. It's probably not the bougie part. It's more the, the farmland part of Mulaney, uh, but of Mulaney, of the Sunshine Coast. And we love Mulaney, go there all the time. But it's like Mulaney, it's like hills, beautiful hills, rains a little bit of the time, beautiful grassland. And basically, um, there was this farm out in Mount Gambia, Gambia, uh, so bogan that I'm saying that. But um, and we've got a little bit of a picture that's coming up right now um, of a guy in Mount Gambia, and he's in he's in scuba diving equipment. That's crazy. Why? Why? So basically, this is actually a farmland. There's actually cows in the back, and it's actually this guy's property. And lo and behold, in 1963, a farmer on this land. Uh, had one of his cows actually trip up in a hole. Uh, he tripped up in a hole and he was like, what the heck is this puddle doing there? And as he went to examine the puddle, uh, he started to throw a few stones down the puddle to try and, you know, obviously level it out so that the cows and the horses, they wouldn't go into that thing. But lo and behold, he just kept throwing pebbles and rocks and rocks, another rock and rock and come back the next day, rock and rock. Kept doing it to find that there was just a bottomless pit. What is actually going on here? And uh, it turns out that I want to show you the next picture right now of what was actually under that farmland. It's actually called the shaft and it is one of the eighth wonders of the world. It's not really, but the interviewer said that when I was studying and looking into this, there was actually an underwater cave known as the shaft under this farmland that goes forever. It's absolutely crazy. And as you can see, this scuba dive, this looks like it's just, I don't know, like in the, I don't know, Gold Coast or something like that. You know, it doesn't really look like Gold Coast at all. Um, I don't know why I said Gulf Coast. I was thinking like the cliffs of like Sydney or something like that. And they're like there, but how crazy, how crazy is that? that? Can we just go back to the other photo of like the farmland? This is what was under that. Now, all of us would be like, if you were rocking up with your scuba diving equipment and your flippers and you just got like your scuba diving equipment, like, what are you doing? Like, seriously, what are you doing? But these guys knew what was up. 
uh, because it was actually something greater. And then you look under and it's the most amazing, most incredible thing that now divers all around the world will come to this spot in Mount Gambia. They will stop by the, with their trucks. They will stop at this farmland with cows that go over it and then they will dive to the depths in the place known as the shaft in South Australia. And I thought this was such a cool story because I really thought as we were talking about, as we're going deeper into God, that how, how many of us know here, there is so much more to God. There is so much more that we're in maybe plain sight and what we might usually see, it'd be like, you know what? It's nothing. There's actually something incredible, enormous, amazing in God that we can actually see and actually dive into that if we were just looking, we might find something like a massive underwater cave to explore the great depths of God. And the title of my message tonight that I believe it's important that we know as Empowered Church is there's something more. There is something more. Who wants more tonight? Come on, who, who wants where you've just been kind of like, oh yeah, that's nice. You go, oh my gosh, this God that we're serving, this God that we're worshipping, this God that we're talking about tonight is actually so much more than I even realised at first. He wants to show you how big He is tonight and I believe that God wants to show you more. But we're going to learn about how do we get more? How do we see more? How do we go deeper with God? So why don't we pray as we let the Word of God speak to us tonight. Lord God, I pray for Your people. I pray for us, God, as You've revealed this message to me. I pray You would reveal it to every person in this place. That God, there is so much more that where sometimes, God, we can sometimes define You and put you in a box. And I know, and we know you can be known, but there is so much to not know about you because you are so big and so vast. So we wanna know a little bit more about the unknown things of God, the mystery, the power and the beauty and the wonder of you tonight. I pray, let just a glimpse of that happen in every heart tonight, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. We're gonna look at the Bible, thankfully. This is a church. Um, Romans chapter one no, it's actually Romans chapter 12. My apologies. Romans chapter 12, verses one to two. And I actually believe this is a really great key. I believe that just these two verses, we could actually explore this like an underwater cave for a very long time, uh, understanding what God speaks about us, but also about Him. And it's gonna come up on the screen. Uh, and we're gonna keep coming back to this verse tonight. It says this in Romans 12, one to two. I appeal to you. Uh, this is Paul to the church. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be, keyword, transformed by the renewal of your mind. Testing, uh, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I love that Jesus, through the Apostle Paul, says that our spiritual worship or the way we go deeper with God, our worship, even as we were worshipping just before, as we worship in the Spirit, that is actually how we go deeper with God. But check this, as he says, our spiritual worship, our spirit is to be uh, is to present our bodies, which is physical, to Him as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable. 
Okay, so our spiritual worship, if we want to go deeper, our spiritual worship on how we worship God actually translates to our physical bodies of surrendering, of living our lives holy and acceptable. But this is how it happens in verse 2. If we didn't have verse 2, we wouldn't understand how we would actually do that. Verse 2 gives it. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Or in other words, if you want spiritual worship, and to worship Him in, in spirit and in truth, then we give up our lives to Him as living sacrifices. And how do we do that? We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. We are transformed by God. This is the key that I believe God gives to you and I tonight on how we go to the deep depths, like we're diving into all that He is. We need transformation in our lives. We need to not conform to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewal in our minds. The thing about transformation, church, is that it's not an overnight process, transformation. Transformation doesn't actually just come overnight. It's not gonna be like tomorrow, you're gonna hear this, kind of like Matrix. Who's in the Matrix here by a show of hands? Three people, excellent, all right, wrong analogy. Um, but in the Matrix, right, Keanu Reeves, what a legend. Well, he's not called that in the, I think he's called Neo. Uh, he gets a download and then he can do it straight away. How good would that be, can I just say, if that was possible for you and I? Like we just kind of like plug something in and then you're just like the like an Einstein, you know, and you'd know everything about science and apples and I think that was Newton, uh, wrong, wrong thing. Uh, but you know, you know all these things or you just plug it in. How much easier would school have been if you just plug in like a USB to a hard drive and you're like, you know, you're doing all those things. I don't know why. I think that's what computers do. And then you just be able to do it. He downloads and he can just like martial arts everything and like, you know, cut people to pieces. It's crazy. Watch, watch Matrix if you haven't seen it. You're, you're really missing out, guys, if you haven't seen it. The thing about reality is that transformation does not take one moment that's downloaded. It actually takes something called transformation. And there's a key word that I want to bring out tonight on how we're actually transformed. But this is what I'm saying tonight. We're invited from God to go deeper and that depth is found when we transform. So when we transform, we go deeper. But when we go deeper, we actually transform. It's almost like those scuba divers that went under the shaft and Mount Gambia, they went down and down and down and their bodies would have even contorted or conformed to the waters under that farm that day. As we go down, we are transformed into God. So our question tonight is, well, how do we transform? If we can't just be plugged in and we just know how to do things, know how to go deeper, how do we transform? And like I was saying, there's a key in this word transformation and it's the word formation. Everyone say formation. Formation. Not information, not reformation, but formation. The definition of formation is the action of forming or process of being formed. The action of forming or process of being formed. The reality is, is that we are all being formed by something tonight. We might have the title of Christian, but we don't, we're not actually being formed by Christ here tonight. 
We are all being formed by something. We may be a Christian here and we actually are letting Christ form us. At the end of the day, the realistic knowledge that we got to know tonight is that we are all being formed by something. So my question to you tonight is what are you being formed by? What are you being formed by? To be a Christian is to truly form into the image of Jesus. It's not just to know Jesus. That's so important. We know Jesus. But it's actually to become like Jesus. Not to be God Himself, but to become like Him. Why is that? Why do we want to go deeper? If we want to be, go deeper, we must transform. Because this, this is where the rubber meets the road, church. It's the formed Christian that finds beauty in the hardships. It's the formed Christian that sees faith in situations rather than doubts. It's the formed Christian that stands firm in the face of persecution at work saying, why are you a Christian? Give that up. Give it up. It's not the way to live. It's the formed Christian can find joy in the chaos of this world. It's the formed Christian that can find the heart of God because their hearts are shaped ready for God to fill them. It's the formed Christian that can actually go deeper with God. So our journey with God to go deeper actually means we got to start forming a little bit different. We have to be formed by God. And tonight, I want to give two types of forming that Jesus asked for us to go deeper. My first one tonight, and this is how I want to put it, if I could put language to this. Uh, I want to talk about two different practices tonight, the Nick version, and I'm going to explain them. Number one is the practice of digging. Everyone say digging. The practice of digging. And what this means, what the Nick version of what this, you know, if I was to try and peel out the why behind the practice of digging is finding Jesus daily. Finding Jesus daily. You know this, that every single day that you wake up and the sun rises and God, I'm thankful that the sun rises every single day. It's pretty faithful. God actually hands you a shovel and He says, get digging. God actually gives us a shovel every single day and He says, you have an option. It's there for you. You can pick it up or you can leave it, but you have the option to go deeper with me and you can start digging. He says, I have made myself known to you. This is Jesus. We might be like, well, Nick, you know, it wasn't I who found God. It was God who found me. Absolutely. I believe that God finds people and then He saves people and then He calls them to according to His purpose. But once He has revealed Himself in Scripture, in the Word, He then says, now it's your opportunity to come find me. He gives us a shovel every single day and says, here is something to use. Would you pick it up and would you find me? The shovel is called the Word of God. The shovel is called the ability to pray. The shovel is called the invitation to stop and pause and be with God. The shovel is called to Sabbath every week. This is a practice called digging to find God. I love Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. Jesus said this, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. I don't know what God hasn't yet revealed to you. 
but I know it's just a hasn't yet revealed to you. Because God promises, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. And sometimes we let our experience with God dictate the Word of God rather than the Word of God dictate our experience of God. And as Christians, we need to be people that say, if God, you said it, I'm gonna believe it. So guess what? Even if my experience tells me not to pick up the shovel because I can't trust God because He hasn't come through yet, I'm gonna pick up the shovel anyway and I'm gonna seek the Word of God. I'm gonna pray like I've never prayed before. I'm gonna seek God on a daily ritual. For some of us, transformation will come when we actually transform our overloaded schedule. Sometimes some, some transformation might happen in our lives when we let other things transform around us that maybe should be second tier, but we've made first tier in our lives. If we want to get to the depths of God, it's not always going to be a diving to the depths, but it is going to be like a shovel picking up and I dug for at least three digs. I don't know if that's even the proper terminology. I dug for a, for a few minutes and I found God today before I went to work. I dug for a few moments and I found something new or I dug with God and I actually found something that I didn't know about God before. It's just light, it's not crazy, but it is important. The practice of digging, the practice of getting into the presence of God. And I wanna show you why it's so, so important. There's gonna be this epic picture that will come up in just a moment. I love what James N. Watkins says. He says this, a river cuts through rock, not because of its power, but because of its persistence. A river cuts through rock, not because of its power, but because of its persistence. I love this image right here because it shows us that really at the end of the day, what is water? It's wet. No, I'm just kidding. Like, Oh no, I'm not talking to the right crowd right now. Uh, there was the water is wet thing at the moment. No, okay, it doesn't matter. We're going to keep going. Um, get back on board, Nick. <laughs> I love water because it's so, it's so fluid, so to speak. It's so not powerful. Water is not powerful like at all. But over constant hitting on a rock, at constant times, hundreds of times, thousands of times, hour upon hour, you look at head, the headland, Moffat Beach headland, and you see that the concaves happen, not because someone came with a hammer and used power, but because of the rock consistently, day by day, hitting that rock, that's what made the effect. And at the end of the day, persistence was the power. And what I'm trying to communicate tonight, church, is you rocking up five minutes before your day starts with Jesus. I'm telling you, don't belittle that. You're digging, you're, 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 you're finding God in those small moments. I'm telling you, it has more effect than you realise right now. You might be like, well, oh, well, one of the waves hit across uh, the rock right now. It doesn't look like it's changed. I'm telling you, if you looked a year before or a year in the future, tell me that that rock doesn't look different. It's gonna look different because every day, God wants us to dig. God wants the water of our life to hit the rock for it to form us into transformation because God is molding us into the cup so He can fill the knowledge of who He is to our lives. God wants us to go deeper, but the deeper invitation is an everyday invitation to you and I. An everyday invitation. 
Let our lives, let our daily habits, let our weekly routines be shaped by God every morning. You might be surprised in what you find when you do this every day, the practice of digging. And I want to give a few examples of what this means because I know you might be like, okay, the practice of digging, that's great. I want to do that. I, I want to give small amounts of time to God. I want to do this in my day. What does it look like? I love this. Psalm 40 verse 5 says this, Many, Lord my God, are the wonders You have done, the things You have planned for us. None can compare with You. Were I to speak and tell of all Your deeds, there would be too many to declare. I love this verse so much because it gives a wonder to God. How wondrous your deeds are, God. How much there is to explore you. Kind of like a cave underwater, under some farm in Adelaide or in South Australia is your depths. It extends so far that I could go for years upon years of exploring these caves of who you are because you were so wonderful. And the, 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 the thing I'm trying to get across today is the practice of His presence. To understand when we're in the presence of God, whether it's just a moment that we begin with of the day, we have a moment to step into the presence of God and say, God, form me today. Let your wonder become everything to me today. Let your, uh, let your hope and your life come and fill me this morning, Lord. Maybe some of you here, it's been so long since you just sat with Jesus. You just sat in His presence. I know for my life, I felt such pressure to have my relationship with God the best that it can, like 100% perfection. And that's actually put a, a pressure on me to get my relationship with God perfect. And if I'm not perfect, then I'm not gonna go to His presence because I feel the weight of, I didn't get it right. Where God's just saying, would you just sit in my presence? Would you be with me? It's the practice of silence, of actually coming before God and not doing for God, but actually just being with God. When's the last time you just sat in His presence and it wasn't about you praying a great prayer or praying for your friend? Hey, we do all those things, but there's, there's two sides of the coin here, doing for God, but being with God. Because God just wants you. God just wants me. He just wants our heart. And there's a thing called the practice of silence, just to sit in the presence of God and go, God, even though I'm not doing anything, you adore me and you love me. You know one way to rid yourself of works culture or doing thing out of I need to for God is be silent in God's presence. It's actually probably what some of your souls are craving right now, just to sit in the presence of God and go, God, I know I'm seen by you and I know I'm fully loved by you even though I'm not doing anything. God's not here to judge our performance on how well we serve this week at church. He just loves us for us. And silence actually teaches us that we can sit in His presence. Don't tell me that you won't go deep with God knowing how much He loves you just as you sit there in His presence. The practice of His presence to be still with God, the practice of silence. So we need to have the practice of digging or Nick's version of that practice in our lives. But we also need the practice of mining. Everyone say mining. When digging feels like diving, we're probably entered the practice of mining. There we go. There's a rhyme for you. And the practice of mining is exploring the depths of God, kind of like this picture that we had before. 
If we can actually get that picture up again of just like under the surface, man, Gambia, Gambia. It's the practice of mining. It's the practice of going deeper with God. And although the practice of digging is our daily, finding Jesus daily, the practice of mining is a specific time away to come away with God and let Him speak to us at a different level, quite literally, where we go for a deeper depth into God. Do you have mining moments in your life? Not just the shovel, but you've been down in the depths, down in the mine, seeking out the new things in God? Has your relationship with God been like, you know what, I know everything, not everything, obviously we don't, but like, you know, I know as much as I know about God right now and I haven't really found a new thing about Him. I wanna let you know, you might've been digging for a while, but maybe you've stopped mining to actually come away with God. And maybe it's not just 10 minutes in the start of the day, but it's actually two hours on a Monday night where you just seek the presence of God. And you say, God, tonight, I'm just gonna sit in your presence. I'm gonna read your word diligently. I'm gonna let your presence reveal to me something new. My prayers are gonna change in a mining moment than a digging moment. Digging's just getting through the day. God, be with me. I love you. I pray for my workmates. Let's go. And I wanna be with you. But mining is like, God, I wanna search the heart of God. I'm here to search what new thing you have for me. I'm not here and I'm not interested in just going digging. I'm interested in mining for the gold, mining for the great things of God. I'm telling you, there's been moments in my relationship with God where digging just didn't do it. I got so desperate sometimes when I was 19, 20, 21, where I was like, I have this digging relationship and a digging only relationship with God, where it's just a little moments between the week. But I, I noticed and I needed something deeper and I needed something, if you can hear my language, darker, where I could get away with God and I could see or not see, but explore all that He was. And this moment became a, a quote ritual, not that that's probably the best language for it, but a tradition or a practice in my life where Monday nights were consumed with God of just seeking the heart of God, seeking what He had for me. And I'm telling you, there's things in your Bible right now that actually wanna translate into transformation in your real life right now. But unless we let the practices form and shape us to transform us, we'll never actually get to the depth of what God is trying to do in us. God is trying to do something really deep in our hearts and in our lives. And I wanna ask you tonight, maybe you're like, Nick, I just don't have enough time within the week to go deep with God. I wanna say, do you wanna live with your relationship where it's at for the rest of your life? Or do you wanna let this series, and not just this series, but do you wanna let your life be a beacon where you've gone to the depths with God? where you know Him deep and you know Him more than you did last year. And sometimes that comes in digging just every day, but sometimes it comes in mining moments as well. God, I'm seeking You with all that I am. God, I'm not leaving this room until You speak to me. So maybe some of us here, we're like, well, I'm just a bit too busy. My schedule doesn't line up. What needs to change to have mining moments in your life? I'm not saying you need to every single night just have a mining moment, but maybe there's a week within the year, I do this, where it's like this week, I'm, I'm, I'm just going deeper this week. I'm going deeper in my Word, deeper in the presence. I'm gonna sit in His presence more than I have before. I'm gonna be in silence. I'm just gonna let Him speak to me. 
Let His love pour out on me. I'm going to have mining moments that transform my life. So many of us here, you actually crave to go deeper with God. Can I encourage you? Whatever it looks like for you. Maybe it's like saying to your boss this week and going, hey, in three weeks time, hey, can I just get this shift and this shift and maybe just rearrange that around because I need God. Look what it will do to your life. Some of you here are just looking at it like it's just farmland. It's just like, man, I just haven't found much in a while. There is an unexplored cave of God that He wants to show you, but it won't happen unless you have the right equipment on. It won't happen unless we let God reveal it to us. Give God time. Give God time to go deeper. The practice of digging, the practice of mining. God wants us all to know Him more. Right now, He's speaking and He's saying, I wanna know you more, but I want you to know me more. We have an option to do that every day, every week, every year. God, I know you more. God, I know you more because I chose to put practice in my life. Why don't we pray right now? Lord God, thank you, Lord, for every person. God, we wanna be people that, Lord, find you daily. But Lord, we also wanna be people that explore the deep things of God to know you more at such a deeper level. I pray, God, tonight where some, some people here have just been digging, they've been finding you every day, but they haven't been mining. I pray, God, that there'd be moments that they would put into place Maybe their schedule transforms so that you can transform and you can show them how good you are. I pray it would bring freedom to their life. That God, as they explore Romans more, as they explore Corinthians, as they read the Word of God at a deeper level and they allow you and give space and time to you, you would actually bring more freedom to their lives, God, because that's what they're desiring and craving. I pray, God, that this would be a word in season, a word in time right now. Lord, to not stay in the shallows when you've got depth for us. God, we desire depth tonight. We actually desire to be wondered again by you. But God, it's gonna take some changes of us. So God, change our hearts tonight. Transform our hearts tonight, Lord.